Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, thank you, Mark Larson and everyone. Welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio. Let us be your calm in between the two storms. Hey, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming along to hang with us tonight. I think we have a great show lined up for you tonight. I'm going to get with it real quick here because... We've got a lot of guests giving us a call tonight. Chad Gerlich from Hookup Baits, he's going to be with us. If you've not found out what Hookup Baits are all about, you're going to find out about them tonight because you are missing out on something special. We're going to find out just how special these are and why they are so special. So Chad Gerlich from Hookup Baits is going to be with us. John Campbell will also be with us, and John is director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby, and uh, he's going to update us on when the dates are and invite us to come on in for an early entry where you can save a little money. Captain James Nelson's back on the water, too, so he'll be with us tonight. Captain Frank Rossetti, he's going to be with us, going to tell us what's happening down at the docks. And then the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to have Marty Adair. Marty Adair was is with A. Davis Global. And he's going to inform us on all the insurances and visas and other things we know to take our boats and vehicles and what we need, when and where, when going down to Mexico. So you're going to want to get into that. Captain Ron Baker is going to check in with us, too. And then also Zach Zorn is going to be with us. Zach Zorn is with Custler Yachts. We're going to find out what Zach has been doing, not only in the fishing side, but also find out what also... Custler Yachts is all about. But before we get to all that, let me introduce to you the hosts of Rod and Reel Radio. First of all, this gentleman is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT, pretty darn good fisherman, fresh in salt water in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, how you doing? Well, so far so good, John. Good evening, everybody. You know, we, it just keeps coming here. We're getting a little bit more wet up here uh, up north, and, and it looks like it's going to be even more. Casita's got six feet of water, which wow. is incredible because it's like having a 32-ounce Slurpee with a straw, that's, and that's all they get is what's through that straw, but it's been working, so it's a good thing. All right. Hey, and let's also get on to our uh, next co-host. She is the National Sales Manager for Iserline, also represents many fine 
uh, uh, items in the sports fishing industry, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just got in from the PCS show. Been there all weekend. How was it? It was pretty good. Had a good time. Got up there and got to uh, do a little seminar on Friday with uh, Tracy Decker and had a good time. All right. Man, that sounds great. Hey, guys, we've got a load of guests tonight, so let's get to the first uh, guest that we have. Hey, this guy is the owner-operator of Hookup Baits. If you haven't tried Hookup Baits for both freshwater and saltwater, you need to know what they're all about. You've got to open up yours tonight because... There is not a lure that has been on the market that I can recall of in a long time that has received as much praise as these lures have, not only in the way they fish, but the way they catch fish. Let's introduce uh, our audience to Chad Gerlich from Hookup Baits. Chad, how you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. How you doing this evening, John? Hey, we're doing good, and, and Chad, I've got to get right to it. What right. is the big thing about these lures? Uh, what are? Tell us what they're like, and then, in your estimation, why they seem to be the fish catching baits that just everyone is raving about right now. Um, basically, my number one reason I think why they work so good is the action. It's the simple but natural action of them, um, and particularly is the sinking action. I mean, you know, you watch a fish in a, in, a, in a fish tank or in a bait tank, and you just kind of watch the way they glide. They just kind of glide around, not a whole lot of tail action, not a whole lot of any kind of action. They'll just kind of glide and kind of go back and forth and glide around, and that is a very natural action of a fish, and that's exactly what my baits do. Um, and then when you do, you give a jig and reel, it'll do a kind of a panicked fish action the darting left and right kind of motion so those two actions together it just makes makes them very lifelike and they just get bit and then you put with that the very lifelike act uh, look of them with the bicoloring of all the baits and the realistic eye and then just the shape and size you know matching this just the shape and size of the natural prey of the fish is a huge thing also so um, like I tell a lot of people, there's a whole lot of little things put into these baits that make them do one big thing, and that is catch fish. Well, you know, it's one of those baits you look at and you go, why the heck didn't I think about that? I mean, but and looking at them, too, because of the fact that we, too, are lure manufacturers here at Western Plastics, mm-hmm. you look at them and there's a whole lot of work that goes into them. It's a labor-intensive type of bait. But that that love that you put into that bait shows with how that thing not only fishes but how it catches fish. Yeah, that's you know when I started designing these, you know, these are ideas. I've been a tube jig fisherman since a teenager, and that's mainly all I fish, fresh and salt, was tube jigs. So I mean, I am a you know a, a hardcore tube jig fisherman for thirty plus years. And these are just ideas I've came up with over the 30 years of fishing tube jigs, you know, and, and, and just putting all these different ideas into one bait. And I basically did my mad scientist mode, fishing my swimming pool for two months straight, you know, with different heads and different cut bodies combinations and looking for that combination of making it do that glide, you know, on the sink and 
and then the darting action and all that. And, and finally, after you know, about a month and a half, two months, I finally got it to where I the action that I was wanting. And then from there, I just started refining the the look of it. And uh, you know, I had a vision in my head of how these baits I wanted wanted them to be, and they are exceeding my expectations now. And it's just a and it's such a blessing to see all the other anglers seeing you know what these lures are also doing. It's uh, I mean, it's a dream come true for me, and it's. You know, I'm just so grateful for it. Now, one of the things uh, that uh, uh, you just uh, told me when we were talking earlier, you've actually been invited to come to the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks. And Mm -hmm. not only will you have the hookup baits there, but also you're going to give a rash of seminars, so you'll first-handedly be able to show fishermen just how these things work. Yeah, that, that is a labor of love of mine. I love showing people how to use my baits. Um, you know, they do fish a little bit different than what people are used to. The biggest mistake people do with my baits is they fish them like a swim bait. You know, everybody's used to fishing swim baits and swimming them. These baits really swim them on their own. Um, there's, so they, a lot of times they put way too much work into it. You know, they, they fish them too much. You know, and I try to explain, you fish them kind of in between fishing a live bait and a swim bait, you know, you let it kind of do its thing, and then you swim it a little bit, and let it do its thing, so, um, doing seminars, I just love doing seminars, and showing them how to use my baits, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, and that kind of shows through with that for a whole show, they're having me doing six seminars there, uh, while the show's gone, um, probably the easiest way to find them is just, uh, won't be posting up the schedule when we're going to be on there later on my Facebook page, and the Hook of Baits Facebook page, or, um, just look up the Fred Hall's uh, seminar schedule and just look for me on there. I'll be doing freshwater bass seminars and uh, ocean inshore seminars. It will be the two type of seminars I'll be doing for the show. All right, I think you know, the best part about that, if you're anywhere near a tank and you can put that bait in a tank and actually show people what it does, will win hearts and minds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I was able to do a tank show um and we had that sportsman expo that was is uh, in Paris, California, and I was able to do it. That had fish tank there, and I did some seminars there. And yes, it is very impressive. I think my freshwater bass ones, I am going to be able to be up on the tank and be able to show that. You know, Chad, you said that this is a bait that you have to do almost nothing with, but does it work? Just real briefly with working the tip of the rod, where you make that thing work or is it a reel and a stop or what type of action just quickly if you can give us a little tip on what you found uh, that makes this bait work as as well as it does well basically you gotta separate what kind of fish you're after you know i kind of put the fish into two categories you got on the drop fish which are your bass um mainly anything with a bass name to it or anything in the bass family crappie that like to eat things on the drop Use what I call a bass retrieve on those. It's just, you know, it's, a, it's a, basically letting the jig fall as much as possible on each cast. You know, fish that initial drop all the way to the bottom, pull it off the bottom, you know, a good five to ten feet and let it drop again and just repeat that. And then you got the chase fish, which is, you know, like a trout and salmon and yellowtail, you know, barracuda, all the top water type fish. And that's more of um, a steady grill. Well, the jigging motion, almost like a jerk bait motion, but slower. 
is how you would do that fish. So there's basically two different retrieves you do do with them. And both of them, yeah, you're going to be working the rod tip when you're swimming the bait. You know, the jerking motion does the left and right darting. And then, the, you know, of course, the seeking action action just the, the jig does that on its own. So you got that on the fall fish and chase fish. And uh, on my YouTube page, I show both of these retrieves uh, in the instructional videos. So you can find that on YouTube under Hookup Boots. Now, right now, we're right in the middle of trout season. You know, trout here in Southern California are in a put-and-take program. But you make uh, uh, hookup baits for the trout fishermen. I know they're up at Lake Jennings and a few other places. Uh, do you work the baits any different for uh, going after these trout? Yes, uh, the trout, it's basically, you're going to do, you know, they're the 132nd ounce, 116th ounce baits, so they're small baits. Um, you fish them on two to four pound line, and you're also a light trout rod. And usually it's about a five to ten count on the, you know, on your cast, on your initial sink. And that's just a slow, slow, steady retrieve with the reel while bouncing, bouncing the rod tip. And it's just that, it, once you get that rhythm, the steady bounce of the rod tip and that, that slow retrieve, and it just drives those trout wild. And, you know, that's a, that's the original idea came from trout jigs that, you know, the basis of the design of my jig. So, you know, and then I just upsized it there to catch bay bass and largemouth bass and all that to yellowtail and tuna. So, well, yeah, you, know, you know, so the best thing is just to watch the YouTube page. I also have one on there that's, uh, called a trout retrieve so i got trout retrieve bass retrieve and then yellowtail retrieve on my youtube page that's probably the best way to learn the retrieve you know uh stan and wendy i don't think we've had these in the shop here at angler's arsenal for more than 30 days and i believe that we've probably gone through pretty close to 500 packs of these lures in that time and we're not in a particularly busy cycle when it comes with people going out and buying fishing gear and you know i can sit here and tell you about testimonials about fishermen that have come in and tried them or that are already familiar with them that have uh, bought them uh, through chad and they come back and uh, stories are just amazing but chad if you've got a a, a couple of uh, stories that you might have been told that you just scratch your head and you go yeah, I I was hoping it would do that, but I never thought it would. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love my social I've never been much of a social media guy until I started doing this. And I have become a huge social media guy because I just love hearing all the success stories. You know, it just that people almost daily I get, you know, I've thrown all, everything in my tackle box and I put on a hook of bait and I started catching fish. It was amazing, you know. Just like you see those donkey fishing commercials on late night TV, I mean, it's that kind of testimonial I get daily. I mean, it is just, it is really cool, and I love it. I love the support of the hookup bait users. You know, I've never seen anyone support a bait like the hookup bait supporters do. I mean, it is it is amazing. Um, but, I mean, I can't even pick a story because there's just so many of them of, you know, you know it's just, you know, it, it's just, it's just overwhelming. Are most of the guys buy, that are buying the bait right now are those saltwater guys? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's kind of funny how it's uh, we're in the middle of trout season, and you know, trout. Last year we sold more trout jigs than we did anything else. But I really got to say, probably the bay jigs and and inshore jigs are outselling the trout jigs right now, right in the middle of trout season. So 
you know, it's a little bit of everything that's selling. It's, um, it don't really matter. I mean, we, and we also are making those three and four inch, eight inch baits, you know, a three and four ounce, eight inch baits, which are custom order. And we are selling a surprisingly a big amount of those now too. So, I mean, wow. it's, it don't matter. We're going from the two inch to the eight inch. We're selling them all. I would think the guys are, if they're looking to go up to open or trout season, that would have to be something you put in your box. Oh, definitely. They do fantastic up there. And we have a brown color that, you know, actually the original color of that we called Crawley Brown. And it was made to fish Crawley Lake. I mean, that's the brown color we have. You know, you know, Stan and Wendy, we have we have people come through uh, and they they have testimonials like, "Well, I was with my friend and I said, hey, 'Hey, I'm going to catch a fish on this cast,' and they bet them that they're going to catch a fish on the cast, and that's usually a pretty good uh, uh, bet that uh, you know you're going to." You're, you're going to, you know, win if you bet against someone and guy cast out and sure enough, he's got a fish or another guy. He says that, you know, I go to a spot that I've always liked, but I never really caught fish out of there. And, and I don't know why. And I brought the hookup baits over there. And the next thing you know, in a period of about 15 minutes, I had eight fish on and it was an area where I've never caught fish. So it just keeps on coming and coming on in. Well, Chad from Hookup yeah. Baits, if if people want to find out more about the lures, get a hold of you direct. Uh, how's the best way to go about doing it? Um, if you got Facebook, um, they have, uh, Facebook Messenger is how a lot of people get a hold of me. So uh, you have to look me up at, at Chad Gerlich on Facebook or Hookup Baits on Facebook. Um, Instagram, you can me- message me there at Hookup Baits, um, or just go to our website, HookupBaits.com, and you can leave a message there. Um, I'm very happy to answer questions and help out anybody on, you know, what kind of rod and reel they need to buy or what kind of line they should be using. Um, you know, and, and even if they can, you know, I'm pretty knowledgeable on most of the lakes in Southern California. If they're going to this lake and they even ask, you know, what color should I be using, what size? Um, I love helping people out. I love helping people catch fish. You know, that's really my passion now. And, uh, and, yeah, and just go ahead and leave me a message. And I'll be, I usually answer almost every question every day, you know, so, and I do it every day. I mean, that's part of, that's almost a half uh, part of right. nowadays, but, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 like I said, a labor of love. I just love doing it. Well, Chad Gerlich from Hookup Baits, uh, we look forward to not only probably seeing you in the next week or two, because weekly you've been delivering lures to us and we appreciate it very much but look forward to seeing you at the fred hall show in long beach stop on by take a look at the bait see the seminar have a great time there while you're at the show chad thanks a lot yes. for being with us oh, thank you john and yes i enjoy coming in and talking with you guys at the shop you and chuck there and uh, and doing the deliveries the weekly keep it up all right, <laughs> all right. not minding at all Thanks a lot, sir. Hey, we got to jump off the line for right now. Uh, Wendy, Stan, and I will be back coming up next. John Campbell, director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby, will be with us. Stay tuned.
You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing, we are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And we want to welcome everyone back to Rod and Reel Radio. Stan Vandenberg's here. So is Wendy Toshihara. And uh, with us now is the director for the 2017 Yellowtail Derby, Mr. John Campbell. John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, uh, it seems it seems crazy to be talking about the Yellowtail Derby, but, you know, we've got the shows coming up in March. we got Day at the Docks, and the next thing we know, it's going to be Yellowtail Derby time. Tell us about it. That's right. Uh, we uh, will start uh, fishing for Yellowtail Derby on the 20th. 9th of uh, April. So it's not really? that far away. Oh, man. So, 
Yeah, we've already got a lot of people excited about it, and we've got 62 people already signed up for it. Well, right now you're offering a great deal, John, for an uh, early bird uh, sign-up. Uh, how do people take advantage of that? Well, it's uh, the normal entry fee uh, in, in, um, in April is going to be $80 in, in during the tournament, which is uh, 37 days. But uh, early bird right now is, is $60, and you can go online at the LHLderby.com and uh, – uh, sign up online for that, uh, and also uh, we have uh, uh, juniors. We're really trying to get more juniors, and we've got a one heck of a discount on that. It's normally forty dollars for juniors, and that's up to sixteen. Uh, it's it's a, normally forty. Now twenty dollars. It'll be twenty dollars uh, this month, and also in uh, in March. Well, you know, we call this the International the Eltel Derby, but there's also uh, categories for the best white sea bass, uh, the best halibut. I know last year you've also uh, put in a category for uh, uh, tuna because we had such a great tuna bite. So there's a lot more to this event and a lot of great prizes to run, be won other than just catching yellowtail. Yes, uh, thank you, John. Uh, uh, you've been our MC for our awards party uh, for several years, and I really appreciate that. And you've, you've seen it happen. We've had... Uh, we had a huge, huge party last year at the Valley High for the awards. And, you know, the number, we give away a lot of, a lot of cash and prizes. Uh, and the, and the big one that gets the anglers more excited than the, than the money is we weigh in the winner of the largest yellowtail. We put them on a fulcrum and we, on one end, and we stack cases of Ballast Point Pale Ale beer with a, with the yellow tail on the label, on the other end till it balances out. And uh, last year, uh, he walked away with uh, 12 cases. Wow. You know, <laughs> and, and what's, what's great about this event is this not an event just for a bunch of guys to get together and have a good time and good fishing. We've got, you know, past winners uh, and prize winners like Nancy Ortiz, uh, Katarina Eckert, uh, Lori Heath, uh, they've all come, they've all participated, they've had a great time, and they've been extremely competitive in this event. Yes, uh, we have a lot of ladies in the, in the event who are very, seem to, more, seem to be more competitive than the guy, a lot of the guys, it seems like. <laughs> but they're out there every weekend, a lot of them go out on open party boats and outfish the, the people on the boat. Uh, it's a lot of fun, brings a lot of excitement, and uh, also we have the uh, juniors as well. Yes, uh, I'm going to include tuna again. That's You're going right. to be kind of tuna. Could be an albacore, or uh, I know some tunas have been caught. Uh, don't know how it's going to all work out because our our area is not uh, down where uh, the multi days ago. It's uh, going to be 50 miles south of the point this year, 50 miles west in the Orange County line. So we'll see what uh, what shows up. Well, you know, well, last you, last you year they were close already. I mean, I've heard tell of some some sightings of some fish around that were surprising. So nobody's been catching anything yet. But we're, this will be an interesting year again, I think. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Every year is a little bit different, as we know. Yep. You know, uh, uh, some years we catch a lot of white sea bass, and some years, like last year, we caught one. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's all it's always different, 
and it's all, all very competitive. Uh, the, 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 we had fish, several fish over 30 pounds last year, and it was was the one that won was ounces more than the second and third place. So wow. it's pretty exciting. Well, you know, now's the time to get your entry in. There is an early bird discount at $60. This uh, early bird entry ends February the 28th. But, John, if people want to go somewhere to get their entry fees beside the local tackle shops or find out more about this event, where do they go? Well, the best way is to go online because everything's online as well. But you can go, uh, all the landings have applications, all the tackle shops. Uh, have the applications, uh, or you can call me if you, if you get confused or something you need you, you something you, you want to find out about. You can call me at six one nine 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 one five four eight zero, and I'm happy to explain anything. You know, it's thirty seven days. You know, John, remember the first year was nine days, yeah. <laughs> and it was very difficult. To, people couldn't believe it. You can't go fishing for nine days. Oh man. So, Next year, I increased it to 22. <laughs> and and now you're talking about 37? John, you're a glutton for punishment. That's all i got to say. <laughs> well, look, you know, also, uh, it, it, it helps people because sometimes it gets windy and rough. Yes. And you can't get out. You can't even get out past the kelp beds. And that's, no. Two years ago, that's Rick, Rick Maxa. Couldn't get out to the kelp beds. He was going to fish for white sea bass inside Mission Beach. And he saw some uh, fish boiling and uh, threw an iron in there and caught a 45-pound yellowtail. Right, right in inside of Mission Beach. I can't believe that. Well, John, we're going to keep tabs on what's happening uh, with the uh, the events leading up to the Yellowtail Derby. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. You know, by the pre-signs that you have, people are getting on to this thing. So we look forward to having a grand event this year. Thanks, John. It's just the other things we say is you can fish one day, any days, and the biggest fish wins. That's Come a good on deal. Out and have some fun. All right. John Campbell, director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby. John, thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. All right. Hey, let's switch uh, right over to uh, a fellow we haven't heard from for a little while, but he is back in the water. He's out there taking out clients, families. Showing them a great time. The fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson, is back with us. Captain James, welcome back, sir. Whoa, thanks for having me, John. <laughs> it is good hearing you, and I appreciate it. I, you know, we we got to tell uh, you know people that, unfortunately, through an accident, you had lost the boat that you uh, were fishing out of. You couldn't fish out of any boat. Took you a little while to get it back together, but you're you're back bigger and stronger than ever, and you're out taking people fishing. I am, John. You know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I've got a whole different appreciation for uh, the whole industry when it comes as far as insurance and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> every every individual involved in the whole thing. But uh, I'm back. Well, not only that, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people that, uh, you know, you thought were just customers, too, turned out to be really some pretty good friends. And uh, a lot of people behind you to uh, try to get you back in the water, and we're happy to see it happen, James. Oh, hey, man, and, and thank you, John. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't have said it any better than that. And, uh, I mean, I, 
bear with me. I, I'll get through this thing as, as well as I can, but I'll tell you what, uh, I came home, I was haggard today. I just did four-day run. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> four days in a row. I haven't done that in a while. Well, give us a little report quickly. What's happening out there? I mean, especially with this weather, uh, you know, catching fish sounds like it's a good deal. You know, catching fish would be great, John. I I, I, I did mention that I was back, but apparently the fish haven't all gotten the memo. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> and I think this weather does play in part of that. And, and it's, it's to be understood. We had a really good day yesterday in the Bay. Um, you know, it's been kind of hit and miss. It's been, we've been... Uh, um, just trying to figure out what these fish are doing based on what the storm front did to them and what is going on with the water. Uh, I, I know it's, a lot of people know the the whole makeup of San Diego Bay, and just to get some of the listeners who may not be aware, but, you know, San Diego Bay basically is a natural watershed for uh, freshwater runoff and for a lot of uh, creeks and rivers. And unfortunately, as well as uh, we do take it, take care of our environment unfortunately still some of those creeks uh do feed in whatever's on the road comes into those creeks and it comes in pretty ugly and i think those fish respond to that so if you're fishing clear water some of the deep stuff from uh seaport village on out and you could keep the boat afloat without being tossed around too much and lately we've had those really big winds i found that those fish are deep and they can be caught uh further back in the bay where normally this time of year would be, uh, you know, just a slam fest. It's not. You really have to keep working at it. So even if you have weather like we're having right now that it may not necessarily be raining, but it might be a little gusty, it might be uh, overcast, we might be getting a little cooler, that doesn't necessarily mean that the fish are reacting, you know, adversely to it or they're jumping up and down because the weather's bad or anything. Uh, there's still fish to be caught out there. It's just in knowing where they are and how to go about doing it. Exactly, John. It's all about the adjustments. You know, and, and as I tell people many times, there's a reason why there's a bigger motor in the back of that boat, and that's to get up and go if you have to. And you know, it's a 14-and-a-half-mile bay, and it's a, it's a multi-species uh, fishery, so if you're not picky about what you catch, you could always catch something. But it's also a multi-layer uh, fishery, uh, whereas you could fish shallow waters, you could fish deep waters, you could fish hidden waters, you could fish open water. So there's a lot of different places you could get that boat on and just and get out there and find what is biting rather than trying to make something bite because it's this, this type of uh, situation that we're going through, this type of storm, you're not going to make them bite. you just got to find the ones that are biting, find out what they're willing to bite on, and adjust accordingly. And you'll get fish to bite. It's, 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 like I said, it's just it's a bit of work. Um, with the amount, James, with the amount of water that's coming out of the, you know, flood basins and coming into the bays, does it help when the, there's a incoming tide and you get a little push against it? Maybe that water break, that edge? Well, that would probably be the case, Stan, but we're also going through, you know, really lazy tides right now. Ah. So, yeah, so we've got tide. You look at the tide chart and it looks like, barely a scribble, whereas normally you'd see a nice jagged cut between highs and lows and the peaks and the valleys. But right now it's just basically it's like one long scribble line throughout the day. So it, the tide swings are about two foot difference, and that's over like a four or five hour period. So it's really wow. lazy, barely moving water. Um, and that that's going into this week. You know, we kind of 
had a pretty decent uh, tide change um, coming into the week, you know, but I wasn't booked during those. I got booked Thursday, Thursday through today, and and watching that, watching how Thursday was still pretty decent tide change, Friday was still okay, then Saturday lazy, then you know today even even worse. Um, so it's kind of fun to to get back into that swing of where I feel like I'm working, and to me, I love my job, so it feels great to work. Captain James, now that we're into the last third of, uh, you know, Southern California winter, is there a particular uh, species of fish or type of fish that's more advantageous to go after this time of year than maybe, uh, you know, in the fall or so? Well, you know, we always get our, our bay bass to bite. Um, so that, that's always a, a good plan. Just go up to the bay bass, have some fun. Uh, and if they're not shallow, they're deep, but they're they're, they're still there, so they're they're a fun thing to catch. Uh, I know a lot of guys that like to come home with you know halibut or sand bass or something for tacos, and you know you got you can get those too. You got to work at it. As a matter of fact, I filleted a halibut yesterday. A guy did get one keeper, uh, and, and the day before we got a really nice sand bass that the guy didn't want to keep, so we released it. But uh, they again, they're there. You just got to work harder at them. Uh, it, it being a multi-species type fishery and me being what I think of kind of multi-species hunter, again, I'm going to chase whatever's biting if my customer's into it. And uh, we did get a nice leopard shark the other day, so that was that was fun. I wouldn't say that any one species dominates right now, John, though, but it's more, more like, again, once we get past these storms and things kind of get back to the norm, I think we're going to find that the you're gonna you're gonna get some really good fish reports both in the shop and on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Captain James, back on the water again, but I don't think any of the contact points have changed for you. But people are interested to see what your schedule is. We've got some uh, holidays and some breaks coming up here real soon. How's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, you can always reach me at the website. It's thefishicon.com. Uh, never mind the guitar pictures. I actually do take people fishing, so <laughs> check out the website. That will also link you to my Facebook page, and you could check us out on on the uh, good old fashioned telephone six one nine three nine five zero seven nine nine. And right now, uh, Captain James, uh, when it comes to adults, uh, how many adults can you normally fit on the boat comfortably? Or if you've got a family with kids, uh, how large a group can you take there? I, I could take. Uh, two adults and two kids, no problem, and we could take three adults. So, really, that was that was optimal, even with the other boat before uh, before the incident. Um, so, you're looking at now that didn't change any. It's that's what makes it makes it so nice is that uh, I was able to between the inventory of guys that were selling boats out there, I was able to find one that would work for what I do. And and over the years, I kind of figured out what I like to use and what works and. We were able to make something happen, you know. Like, like I said, I've got got a got a love hate relationship with the insurance guys, but between everybody who worked and got this done, I, I couldn't be more happy. I couldn't be more appreciative to um, all the guys involved. You know, again, accidents happen. We we know that, so you know, I've got got no ill for anybody involved here. I just you know just love the fact that I'm back to work. Let's get back and go fishing again, Captain James. Thanks for being with us. Hey, we'll be talking to you. Hopefully weekly here on Rod and Reel Radio. We appreciate 
you being with us and giving us a current report on what's happening out there. Thanks a lot, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Thank you, Stan Wendy. Guys, for having me. I really do appreciate it. All right. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next is scheduled with Captain Frank Ersetti, so stay tuned. Still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can assure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866, so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal tackle store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hi, I'm Bart Hall, and I'm honored to be back to tell you about the 71st annual Fred Hall Show, March 1st to the 5th at the Long Beach Convention Center. When I think back over our 71-year-old history, I'm always amazed that that little show my father produced at Gilmore Stadium in 1946 could have grown into the 2017 version of the Fred Hall Show. It has become the world's largest and most exciting sport fishing show, one of the nation's most prominent boat shows, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. It is always our goal to entertain you for a full day with nearly 1,000 booths, over 400 seminars, acres of boats, and dozens of family activities. Kids 15 and under are always free. But the Fred Hall Shows also strive to help preserve the lifestyle of fishing, hunting, boating, and outdoor recreation that so many of us cherish. Please come and help us celebrate the passion of outdoor recreation at the Fred Hall Show March 1st to the 5th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Join the Coastal Conservation Association of California and get in free. Presented by Progressive. Check us out at fredhall.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. 
And we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. We're having a little technical difficulty trying to get a hold of our next guest. So, uh, hey, we're just going to talk uh, among ourselves here for a little while because it isn't too often we get a chance to do that. And, Wendy, I want to start off with you. You're just coming on back from uh, a, a sports show. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, I went to the PCS show over at the Orange County Fairgrounds, and uh, I actually uh, gave a seminar on Friday, and uh, it was about women and fishing. We had one lady, uh, Shannon Nutt, who had caught, I think, one super cow and eight cows. <laughs> wow. And Yeah, and, uh, of course, Tracy Decker, Jimmy Decker's wife. And uh, we had a good time there. There were a lot of people there. Um, CCA was there, of course, and uh, a lot of the manufacturers were there also. And a few boats, and even a, a couple of the guests we had from Thresher Boats, they were there again with their boats. Well, you know, tell us you were, you know, you were there with uh, CCA. Uh, are you beginning to get the, the feeling that uh, even though the CCA has been around for a little while, people are, are just beginning to recognize it as being kind of new? And are they be, beginning to grasp the idea that, hey, this is something that we need to do and we need to get behind? You know, slow and steady, and yes, more people are more aware, and it's really nice to be backed by everyone in the industry. I mean, Ben Seacrest from Accurate came over and said, hey, we're behind you guys 100% this afternoon. You know, and it, it's really neat to see. I mean, you've got all these manufacturers and all these business owners and tackle store owners that, and like you guys, you know, helping out. And it, it's really important for people to realize that we're here for you. We're here about fishing. We're here to help everyone have access to our waters. So, yeah, and it's great that the halls um, let us have um, people sign up for a membership, and then we get um, we get a discounted um, ticket price so that we can buy them from the halls and add that as the package to enter into the Fred Hall Show. Well, not only membership. that. Oh, go on, Stan. Nope. I'm oh. just waiting to hear how this is working here still. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> Wendy, also, uh, Wayne has come up with a coupon book that you can get at the Fred Hall Show that's going to be pretty attractive for everyone that has them. Are, are you familiar with that? Yes, um, we did that um, the last two years, and it worked out really well, and there's coupons and, and there's uh, freebies, and there's you know you can enter into a raffle. There's all kinds of stuff in there. We're all worth over your price of admission. I, I think it's um, – I know last year it was worth over $200. I don't know how much it's worth over uh, this year, but it's a great deal and a great cause. Well, I know Ron Real Radio has gotten into that book, and uh, we will be uh, uh, giving away a uh, quantum monster uh, reel to the uh, winner of uh, you know all the people that bring uh, the tickets to us. So, uh, and I know that's happening all over. So we've got to give kudos to uh, Wayne Cotto for. Uh, putting this thing together because, man, uh, he has taken almost nothing and turned it into a real jargon out here and getting the fishermen motivated to get behind some of these causes that, that you know, we have to be facing here in the future. You know, and he's only one guy, and, and he is a great executive director. 
he attends all of our government relations meetings. I mean, even at the Fred Hall show uh, on on March second, there's a, there's a meeting that's going to be going on, and he's going to attend attend that. And a govern it's a government relations deal, and he's going to be talking about the bluefin. Merritt's going to be talking about pinniped seals. Uh, I mean, there's so many people that are in CCA are going, you know, to be helping all of us um, as far as our fishery is concerned. And with, without, without Wayne at the helm, you know, I, I don't know where we would be. He's amazing. He is. Hey, Stan, let's uh, get on to another thing, and that's uh, how some of the uh, water levels in our lakes are doing. And uh, I know near and dear to your heart is Lake Castaic and also Lake Casitas. But it's funny, I had a... Had a fisherman come in on uh, Thursday, and he goes, "Gosh, I can't believe it! Lake Kachuma is up to eighteen percent of capacity." And you know, when you think that it was down to like two percent or whatever it was, that means it's starting to come on up. But what do you hear about Kachuma and Lake Casitas, if anything? Well, they've had, you know, the first since two thousand eleven, the, the dam behind uh, Kachuma has not been full to capacity and overflowing. So um, this year it, it's finally gotten there, and the river's running in. So all, all of this rain that's coming in now, all of this, these last two storms have been on the fill for, for Kachuma. It, it, you know, it's got several different creek arms that, that uh, uh, come into it, but they're, they're small in capacity to the river that once it starts to flow. So it's been coming up pretty pretty decently and they're they're talking about you know decent decent inches of rain uh coming straight in here um most of this this storm currently is going to hit northern california those poor guys in oroville are in trouble but and and i saw that i-5 is underwater had a spot that uh, today Um, so there's a lot of water a lot a lot of it's not flowing into our local lakes but the two santa barbara county and ventura county are still in a drought. Go figure. Um, everything's kind of bubbled around it and uh, not gotten in, although to see this, uh, they, I guess they finally have heard the screams loud enough in town there that uh, they opened up the gates enough to let the water in, and somebody, did, there was a post today that said it's up six feet. So six feet is enough. If it goes up, it'll be down another six feet by the end of summer. So, you know, if, uh, the, that's the Ventura County water that uh, that they have there, and they've just not been putting water in. It's all been going to the river to sustain the fictitious um, steelhead that are supposed to be out there. But <laughs> it's been, you know, that's our problem here. But we're seeing, uh, at least we're seeing water coming in now to, the, to our local lakes or the lakes up in uh, Ventura and Santa Barbara. The Northern California lakes have been doing great. You know, Nazi's been coming way up. Even San Antonio's come way up. So um, after the rainy season is done, we'll see where we land. But at least we're coming. We're going the right direction. Northern California's in trouble, but there's too much. And this is going to be a, a warm rain that actually that comes in up there. So a lot of that snow is going to get melted, and it's going to be more water. It, it's it, we're just going to have to see where all this goes. Well, you know, I just came in from uh, Las Vegas a little bit earlier today, and uh, traveling down uh, I-15, uh, obviously there was a uh, the section that was just a little bit north between the junction of 215 and 
uh, uh, 15 had been washed out. Two lanes were washed out, and they lost not only a, a big semi-trailer, but they lost a fire truck when that road gave way and went into the, the creek bed. But then when you're looking at the San Bernardino Mountains, they are just pure white. So even though this was a, a warmer storm, there's a lot of snow, even in our local mountains. So you can imagine what the Sierra Nevadas are and everything like that with a snowpack have. They are saying right now that that has two times what normal should be. So there's going to be runoff there for a long time. Well, the lakes in the, in the Sierras are going to be full. There's no two ways about that. I was talking to Tom Lowe. He lives in, in McGee Creek, and it's right there above Crowley Lake, which is kind of on the flats. He had like eight feet of snow on his roof and didn't know how to move it. He was renting a skip loader to move this. He goes, what do you do? You come outside and you grab a shovel full of snow and throw it 20 feet into the air. He goes, you've got to move the snow yeah. someplace else so you can get the snow out of your yard and off of your roof. And, and, you know, where he has a creek that comes down right next to his house on one side and one goes right through his property. He goes, if I don't get this stuff moved, it's going to go right through my house. So uh, there's... They're looking at way more snow than they're used to. I mean, I, I think it was 1967, 68, 69, somewhere in there, they had, we had huge snow uh, in this chairlift. You know, you'd walk off the, the second floor of Mammoth uh, and right onto the snow and walk down to, you had to cut, they cut stairs to get down to the chairlift. Wow. So uh, I think they're going to have that same scenario here uh, and they'll be skiing into July. But the water that we're going to see flowing is going to be high, high, high. All the lakes will be full. Well, you know, down here in uh, San Diego, I haven't gotten a lot of reports on what's happening with Marina or Barrett, but we know that El Capitan is coming on up. Otay isn't a problem. I'm pretty sure that we're going to be running into uh, Hodges overflowing here in a little bit. El Capitan has a great catfish bite. Man, if you want to go after catfish, especially blue cats, you can go out there and you can catch 100 pounds of blue cats to take home if you want or just have a great time out there. And then also I want to give special congratulations to Kevin Norling and Steve Lamb. They fished the first El Cajon Ford Team Series tournament at Lake San Vicente here. This last Saturday, and they had their best five fish went six, uh, 26 pounds plus. So even though people are saying, hey, well, you know, that, that, that lake is getting a lot of pressure and it's getting popped pretty big time, there are still nice bags coming out of here, especially in the tournaments. And I think as we see those fish coming up closer and closer to the bank, and they were doing that down here before the storm hit. They were up on the bank at San Vicente. They were up at El Cap. They were up at Hodges, a few other places. We're going to see some nice bags starting to come out of San Vicente as the year goes on. Hey, guys, we got to take a break right now. It's the 6 o'clock hour. You're listening to Rod Real Radio on AM540 at rodandreelradio.com. Coming up in the six, a second hour. We're going to have uh, Marty Adair. He's with A. Davis Global. And we're going to talk about visas and insurance, all things Mexican. So you stay tuned. There's still a lot more Ron Real Radio to come.
can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at El CajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quanta Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in La Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome everyone back to Ron Real Radio for the second hour. Hey, our next guest, he provides a service which I think we're all going to be able to take advantage of in the coming year. 
But one of the things, you know, I'm always worried about, if I'm going down to Mexico, do I have to stop off with some little booth off of 805 to get my insurance? And then where do I go to get my fishing license? Do I have to go downtown to get my fishing license? How about, you know, how about finding out if I'm getting the right type of insurance I need? And then what's all this thing about visas, whether I'm launching from San Diego or if I'm driving my boat down to, let's say, Ensenada and launching out of here? Well, we've got a guy on the phone that has all these answers and more for you. It's Marty Adair from A. Davis Global. And, Marty, we want to thank you very much for, you know, being with us here on Rod and Reel Radio. John, I want to thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to be on the radio with you guys tonight. Well, uh, thank you very much. I I guess the first thing I I need to talk about is we're always talking about boat insurance, and that's whether we're launching from San Diego or we're taking our boat, you know, via our trailer and going south of the border and launching out of Ensenada or Castro's or anything like that. But there's all different types of insurances and liabilities to protect us. Give us a little bit of rundown about what we need with regards to our boat, and then after that also our tow vehicle. Well, to talk specifically about the boats, um, really the biggest thing is when taking your boat into Mexican waters, uh, most if not all the marinas nowadays are requiring in-the-water boat liability, which is uh, your liability coverage to protect you in the event you cause bodily injury or property damage to either third party or the marina's docks, for that matter. Uh, But most of your marinas are going to require you to have a minimum liability uh, in order to moor the boat there in the marina as well. Wow. Um, It's it's mainly the biggest biggest issue is not all of the marinas are going to ask you for it, but when they do, if you don't have it, they're not going to let you pull into a boat slip. Well, what... You know, does uh, our normal insurance that we have up here cover down here, or is this something we have to ask our agent, or is it better to make sure and go to someone like you to make sure we're covered? Well, I think the most important thing is to make sure that whenever you're buying insurance to go into Mexico, that you're buying it from a surplus lines licensed uh, insurance agency that specializes in Mexico insurance uh, because... It, not your average agent's going to be able to provide that to you directly unless you are purchasing it through a surplus lines license uh, agent here in the U.S. And that's what we specialize in is Mexico insurance. Um, so when traveling down south, you can buy it anywhere as long as it's a licensed uh, product from a Mexican domiciled insurance pr- uh, company. And how about our tow vehicles, Marty? What, uh, what do you suggest on that? Uh, driving into Mexico, it is mandatory that you must purchase Mexican liability from a Mexican insurance company to drive legally into Mexico. Uh, it, it's just no different than here in the United States as far as uh, when a Mexican national comes in the United States, they have to buy insurance from a U.S. domiciled insurance company. It's the same thing when you go south of the border into Mexico. They require you to have Mexican liability insurance from a Mexican insurance company. As far as physical lines goes for your vehicle, that's entirely up to you if you want to purchase it. But to be legal to drive in Mexico, you must have liability from a Mexican insurance company. So that includes everything from going in there to get tortillas to go all the way down to Ensenada and stay for a couple of days in one of the resorts down there. That basically means if you cross that border with four wheels underneath you, you must buy insurance. 
you know, your your regular insurance doesn't cover you or if you buy your insurance for your car or your home, whatever here, and your boat. It only goes, it covers you to, through the U.S. As soon as you cross the border into any other country, your your insurance stops. So the, the Mexican insurance, but unless you've got yacht insurance or, or there are other yacht, you know, for your boats, you can get your insurances that go to Cabo San Lucas or Ensenada. There are navigational limits that you can apply for that you can have your liability for your boat. But still, I think that Mexico requires you to have their own liability for your boat no matter what. Am I wrong That's on that? Absolutely. That's absolutely correct. Your yacht programs and stuff like that, you know, they give you navigation with, uh, uh, you know, international waters. But once you enter into Mexican waters, if, if you have a loss in Mexican waters, not to say that your uh, yacht policy is not going to provide that liability for you, but the Mexico authorities are going to say that they want to see a policy from a Mexican insurance company regardless. And, and that would, you go to that's to, required for your yacht. That if you a trailer boat down there, you want it for your trailer boat and your car both. That is correct. And when you buy insurance, say for your truck, and you're towing your boat down there, while the truck and the boat and trailer are coupled together, that liability is extending from the truck while they're coupled. In the event it comes uncoupled from the truck and causes bodily injury or property damage to somebody else or their or their property. Now, Marty, if we run into a situation that we do have an incident that we think the insurance takes into effect, what do you recommend is the proper procedure for us to follow so that we don't get ourselves in trouble down in Mexico? Well, I think the main thing is is when you do have a loss in Mexico, you must report it in Mexico prior to returning to the United States, whether it's on land or in the water. Uh, it has to be validated, and you need to get yourself um, at least a uh, – uh, a loss report or a police report for it. That way it documents that it occurred down there, and then that way the insurance company can get involved to help you know, mitigate the loss and take care of uh, the circumstances that have occurred. Now, what happens about bodily injury? I mean, we're talking about our boats and we're properties, but what, hap- what kind of insurance do you get for yourself physically or the people that you're going down with? Because normally... When I go down to uh, Ensenada, we're going down with some friends, and uh, uh, what do we need to, to make sure that everyone's covered? Well, what you want to make sure of is that you have the liability insurance, which is going to give you coverage for third-party bodily injury and property damage, and then um, you can also purchase a policy that includes medical for occupants in your vehicle, um, but that is the, the core part of the policy that you definitely want to have to make sure People in your vehicle are protected as well as, uh, you know, the third party or the general public is protected at minimum. Um, and then as far as your vehicle is concerned, I would recommend checking with your U.S. stateside insurance to find out if they will extend the comprehensive and collision portion of the policy into Mexico because there are some carriers that will extend that coverage, say, up to anywhere from 25 to 75 miles uh, where your vehicle would be covered in the event of a total loss but that bodily injury and property damage would all extend from your Mexico policy. All right. Now, also, another thing that we need now as uh, U.S. citizens going into Mexico are visas. It used to be we could get a tourist visa, but that has changed. Uh, Tell us about the different types of visas we need and what they're good for, Marty. 
what you have is there's three types of, actually four now, but the, the three main visas that are out there is you have what's called the FMM, which is the immigration for a tourist that's going to be in Mexico for up to a maximum of 180 days per year by traveling in by land. Um, you also will have your permanent resident status uh, tourist visa. That's for somebody that's uh, down there living permanently, and then they have the work visa still, which is for people that have a business or are going to school uh, in Mexico, which is a, under a different visa. Um, and then you also, nowadays, they have what's called the seven-day or less visa, and that's a visa that's provided for anybody that's going to be there less than seven days. It's a free visa, but that must be attained at the border. That, that seven-day visa always kind of uh, runs me kind of crazy because of the fact that you, you get it, and when you check in at the border there, you, you tell them how long you're going to be there, and that's fine, but it's not really dated or anything like that. And you go out, and normally we're going down to the East Cape or Loretto or anything, and we're staying only down there for that particular period of time. But then it says that we've got to surrender that visa uh, and there's nowhere to surrender it to, and we all come back with a little piece of paper and our our passport or whatever it is. How important on that seven-day visa is it to make sure that gets back to the uh, Mexican authorities? You know, I haven't heard of anybody specifically having a problem if they come back and not surrender it. Um, their idea of it being surrendered uh, to immigration is just so that they can document your number of days. Um, as far as that's concerned, but uh, whether you surrender it or not, I, I have not yet heard of anybody that's had a problem going back into Mexico later on down the road for another fishing trip. All right, and that's the seven-day visa, but, you know, one of the big things that people have always thought about, geez, I have to go out and get that FM uh, M visa, the, uh, uh, the one that's good for 180 days, I've got to go down to the consulate or I've got to go across the border and get it and everything like that. And now I found out in talking with you, that's not necessarily the case. There's a little more convenience involved now in this for us. Yeah, we have been able to uh, make an agreement with the immigration where we're able to provide the 180-day FMM tourist visas to our clients. Um, we basically do two of the three steps. It's a three-step process. You've got to get it from immigration. You've got to pay for it at the federal bank, and then you've got to go back to immigration and have it um, uh, stamped and have it, um, uh, you know, per, uh, ready for you to cross the border. Um, we basically do the first two steps. We have in our office, we can provide them, we can pay for them, and then we will mail you the immigration form, and then all you have to do is stop at immigration and have it validated when you cross the border. But until that visa is validated at immigration, uh, there is really no, you know, validation. It's it's basically a for a piece of paper until then. All right. So, if we have people that are launching their boats out of San Diego and going to fish the Coronado Islands, and they're going on multiple uh, day trips, or they want to go and come back and then go back uh, maybe three or four days later and then come back again and everything like that, and they have that FMM visa, is there? There seems like there has to be a time that they have to go across the border and get it validated for that to be good, even though they're not hitting any landfall when they're fishing. They're just going to the islands and coming back. 
the the best way to do it would be to get your visas, have it validated on land, and then that way you have your tourist visa. Otherwise, if you are going to go into Mexican waters afloat, you're technically are required to stop in at the very first point where you can have them validated, which would be Ensenada. But if you can um, obtain them here, have them validated at the border uh, by on land, and then you can use that multiple entry uh, visa for crossing the border, either on land or water, you can do so as well. Otherwise, it has to be validated in Sonata if you're going in by land. That's their first port of entry for validation. All right. And when coming across the border, who needs a visa? And then what other uh, identification do you need? Can you just uh, uh, use your uh, driver's license now or, or what? Technically, the way the law reads, it says passport or passport card is required. Um, I have been told by a lot of my clients that they've used birth certificates and they're still being accepted. But in order to really protect yourself from having to uh, you know, come back to the United States and, and deal with all of that, my recommendation is to have either a passport or a passport card issued for yourself. That way you have a United States legal document when you go to attain that uh, tourist visa. <clears throat> And how about uh, for uh, juveniles and infants? Uh, what's the story about them? The way the law reads, anyone over the age of two is required to have a tourist visa if you're going to be in Mexico greater than seven days. Okay, and their identification, do they need to bring birth certificates? Or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a four-year-old isn't necessarily going to have a passport or a passport ID. Birth certificate would work for a child or an infant, uh, but anybody, I believe, over the age of 12 that can uh, obtain a minor passport, would they would be required to have that as well, usually. But like I said, it's a hit and miss on it because I deal with clients all the time that take their children to Mexico and they provide a passport and they have no problems. All right. Hey, we're speaking with Madi Adair from A. Davis Global. We're talking about visas, uh, insurance, permits, all things Mexican. Uh, Marty, can you stay with us for just a little bit longer? Absolutely. Hey, uh, this is Ron Real Radio. Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more. Marty Adair from A. Davis Global talking about Mexican insurances and visas. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. It's time for the spectacular 71st annual Fred Hall Show, March 1st to the 5th at the Long Beach Convention Center. The world's largest fishing show, California's largest book show, and a world-class international travel and hunting show. Nearly 1,000 booths, acres of boats, over 400 seminars presented by Cousins Tackle, the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fishery Trapon, the Daiwa Bass Tank, the Accurate Fishing Saltwater Tank, the Hobie Kayak Fishing Theater and Test Drives, the Progressive Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Show, Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs, Costa Sporting Chef Cafe, the Wind Grips Rod Building Depot, California's largest marine electronics display, archery, scuba, free dive, fly fishing, air gun range, casting, and so much more. Kids free, kids fish free. Join CCA Cal and get in free. Come share the 71-year-old legacy of the Fred Hall Show as we celebrate the passion of fishing, boating, hunting, and outdoor recreation at the nation's number one show, the Fred Hall Show, March 1st to the 5th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Presented by Progressive. Details at 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, experienced anglers, first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Stan Whitney and I, we do want to welcome you back to our Rod Real Radio. We have uh, Mr. Marty Adair. He's with A. Davis Global out of the uh, Marietta area and uh, talking about uh, all things uh, Mexican when it comes to insurances and also visas. And, Marty, I didn't realize it, but there are many different types of Mexican fishing licenses that you can buy. Can you go over them real quickly for us? Yeah, as far as fishing licenses go for in Mexico, um, you've got one-day fishing licenses, you've got one-week fishing licenses, you've got one-month and one-year licenses, and then when you do go out on your excursions from the U.S., they have excursion licenses. Um, When fishing in Mexico, if you're going to do multiple trips, Based on you know experience and stuff, I would recommend just your one-year fishing license is going to be your best bet unless you're going down there for a short period of time, and that is it. You know, and uh, a lot of times people go down to uh, uh, Conapesca, which is the uh, federal entity that uh, handles all uh, Mexican fishing inquiries up here, and they've got to come with a mar- money order or something because they don't necessarily take cash or credit card or anything else like that. Makes it awful tough to know exactly what to pay. But coming to again, a person like you, can you handle their uh, 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 people's needs for fishing licenses? 
We we do not handle the fishing licenses uh, in house. There are some third party websites that you can go to if you choose to, but I always recommend going directly to Conopesca for the fact that that is the federal entity that's like our Department of Fishing Game here in the United States. Um, and that's where I would uh, definitely recommend picking up your licenses to make sure that there's no problems with it. You know, uh, also, if you're out on a boat and everyone's having a good time and maybe you've bring, brought your significant others or anything like that, you got your fishing gear there, uh, some people don't realize, do you, does everybody in the boat, if you've got fishing gear in the boat, need a fishing license or can you just say, well, they're not fishing they're just here enjoying the sun or what? The law states that anybody on the boat uh, must have a fishing permit if there is fishing gear present on the boat as well. Wow. Now, is there uh, uh, any uh, uh, special needs that fishermen need if they go down to Fish Mexico and they're fishing in some type of a tournament or anything? Is that com- considered commercial or anything, or uh, is uh, that just kind of sort of like taken care of with the normal visas and permits? That's all taken care of by the uh, visas and permits. The only time that you would have to uh, contact Conopesca regarding something of that nature is if you are actually a commercial fisherman in Mexican waters. But all tournaments and all um, uh, pleasure fishing is all covered under your uh, regular fishing permits uh, that you get from Conopesca. Uh, so one if the of guy's our... going to go down there with one little note, because a lot of people think, you know, I'm going to go down there and maybe start my own business with a panga. Um, <laughs> if you buy the, the Mexican insurance for your liability, which is required, uh, they don't really have a program for commercial six-pack charter boats where they cover the hull if you sink or you have a problem out there. Um, You'd better find a company that does it here before you go down. That's one problem we've run into more than once. Yeah, there's um, there are some uh, you know specialty insurance companies that specialize in uh, trade insurance uh, for the commercial fishermen as well as for charters as as well as there are private passenger boats uh, that uh, you can find uh, policies for where they will uh, provide endorsements that are available to cover you in Mexican waters. You know, basically as far south as Cabo San Lucas. Uh, They're sure. very touchy when it comes to the hurricanes and things of that nature, but you can definitely attain that insurance here in the U.S. Um, there are a couple of Mexican carriers that will provide coverage as well, but I've always said, you know, if you can find it here in the United States, why not buy it prior to going south? Yep. You know, uh, Marty, uh, how about you go down there? And you're not involved in the track of accident, but you break a leg or you get sick or something happens over there where you need some type of medical care. Is there insurance that you can buy up here to cover you there, or are you completely on your own? There is a couple of different programs that are available out there as far as for short-term or if you want, like, medevac. Uh, to be able to bring you back to the United States to your primary care physician. It's, uh, it's a medevac program that's what they call uh, bedside-to-bedside service. Uh, you have to be admitted into a hospital prior to them flying you out to the United States. But there is options out there uh, because a lot of health insurance doesn't cover you in Mexico. Um, it would be wise to know what your stateside health insurance is going to do for you prior to going south for sure. And how is the... Uh uh, medical care there in the, in the event that you do uh, 
uh, get in an instant, let's say you break an arm or a leg or something and you have to go to a local clinic or anything, uh, I know they probably vary and everything like that, but what happens to the cost of that particular type of an event? Uh, uh, is is it socialized medicine down there, or is the onus on you to uh, uh, compensate uh, those people taking care of you? You're going to be asked to pay for whatever services you're rendering down there prior to leaving the hospital. So um, that's why it's very important for you if you're traveling down there to make sure that you know what your U.S. insurance health care is going to provide to you and then that way, hopefully, you can find a supplement that's going to cover you for those stays while you go south. Uh, the other part you can check with is some of your credit card services will actually help in that arena. They're changing some of the rules, but, you know, check with your credit cards. If you're going to go down there, you always call your credit card company and let, you know, let them know you're going down there first. Anyhow, that's at least wise. But, um, but ask them about the health care, and you can ask them about if you're going to rent a car, too, which ones cover the physical damage portion of your auto. Uh, you'll always have to buy the, the liability, but um, every company, each credit card company, uh, does it a little different. So ask before you go. And that's a great point because that is absolutely the case. Um, and a lot of credit card companies, from my understanding, is you might have that medevac from your credit card company, uh, as far as being able to uh, medevac you back to the United States, but the car rental is very important, and you should check with your credit card for sure. Now, Marty, you're with uh, A. Davis Global. Tell us a little bit about what your company does. You know, we've maybe just scratched the surface on it, where you're located, how we can best find out more information about you, and contact you if we need any of these services. Well, we're, we're, we're a California surplus lines broker. We've been specializing in the uh, Mexico insurance industry since 1993. Uh, we're a family business, and uh, we're based just outside of Temecula, California. Um, you can always reach us on our website, which is atavisglobal.com. Um, we also have a website, which is mexicoinsurance.com, that you can go to and buy policies online. Uh, or you can always call our office directly at 800 800- Nine zero nine four four five seven, and we're in the office Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to five p.m. Now, uh, it's not convenient for a lot of us to get maybe get to your part of the world. Can a lot of this be done over uh, the telephone? You can do it over the phone, and that's the beauty of email nowadays. We can send you a policy in less than ten minutes, and. Uh, I got a lot of clients that will buy policies over the phone with us on their way to Mexico and keep it on their phone. That's great if you want to do that. I always recommend a hard copy in your hand because when you do talk to that official, they sometimes want to have that tangible thing in their hand. But you can definitely keep a copy of it on your uh, cell phone as well and uh, uh, you know, head south and, and be good to go with your insurance and not even have to stop at the border. It saves you time. Is there a rule of thumb like you know, if you go uh, across the border once or twice a year, then you get it for that particular occasion. But then at a certain point, if you're starting to make multiple trips, it's better to start looking at yearly policies? Yeah, the annual policy is going to end up being uh, your best bet if you're going to do two or three trips per year, say for a four-day minimum. If you're only going to go across the border on a seldom basis, you can always obtain it uh, daily. And we can provide that coverage. We do, you know, a short-term and long-term insurance. All right. Well, Marty Adair from uh, A. Davis Global, again, give us that uh, 
information on how's best to contact you. Because normally when you call there, the past few times I've called there, I get a hold of you or I get a hold of Evie, who also knows a lot about what's happening over there. So you're talking directly to the people that are in the know. What's the best number or best way to go about staying in contact with you? Best way to contact us is the 800 number, and that's 800-909-4457. You can also go to the website and uh, put in a submission of questions directly to through the website, and that will come directly to myself. Uh, but uh, one way or another, we will be in contact with you. And like I said, we're there Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I know it's always good to plan ahead, but a lot of times we get the urge or we get the invitation that say, hey, let's uh, – uh, go on out and uh, go across the border. Uh, how much time do you normally need uh, to to prepare everyone with the right documentation and the insurances and everything like that so that they can go across the border and be adequately protected? Well, if, they, if, if you're requiring to take a visa with you, that has to be done by traditional mail. We can obtain information from you by email, but you have to have the original form, which can only be sent to you by mail. If you're only going across the border for a couple of days and you're just looking for an insurance policy, I mean, we can take that call and issue the policy and have it over to you in less than 10 minutes. All right. Well, Marty, appreciate you being with us. Man, I learned a whole bunch in a hurry over here about things that I need, and and it just sounds like anything else. It's best to be prepared ahead of time just to make sure that uh, if we get into a situation, we don't get into trouble. I totally agree, you know, and for the cost of what uh, Mexican insurance costs nowadays, it's almost, uh, it's wise just to have that policy there to protect yourself. You bet. All right. You bet. Marty, thanks a lot for being with us. I appreciate your guys' time. You guys have a great evening. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Stan, you as being an insurance agent, you probably know that better, that, uh, you know, being prepared is a good thing and, and, and knowing Everything that you need, not just trying to take just the basic thinking that you're insured and you find out that you aren't. Well, that's where, you know, a little a phone call or two ahead of time, you know, finding out what you are covered for if you've got a credit card and you're going down there, you know, find out what your credit card company will cover you for um, and, you know, make sure that they know that you're going to be down there so they don't cut you off when you get down there, you give a guy a credit card and, you, and it doesn't work. Um, that's just you know, those are just things you should do if you're going to travel in Mexico. Uh, let them know when and, and how long. If you, uh, if you are like the long-range guys, there are lots and lots of people that are worried about, you know, especially when they're getting a little older, what happens if I do have that heart attack and I'm down at Clarion Island? Well, there's no quick way to get you back. The only way they can do that is get you into an area where they can come and medevac you out of there, sometimes by helicopter or, you know, you can get into a port and then be flown out. But that that is a different style insurance that's available, and a lot of people are buying that travel-type insurance and um, and the medic back. And you can choose how much that you want it to cover from anywhere from 100000 or a half a million or a million dollars. You know, you can spend as much as you want on it. And uh, that's become more and more of a, um, of a viable product especially for the guys, older guys that are on the boats and traveling, you know, doing the long-range trips. So, and even if you're down in Mexico proper, if you're going to be down in Cabo San Lucas for a week, 
you might even think about having something in that arena. It doesn't have to be much, but if you want to need, if you're going to need to get out for a health reason, um, it, trying to get an airline flight on a timely manner might be tough. So, yeah. all of those little things come into play. You know, and then also when it comes to your boat, we've always urged to get together with a company like uh, Towboat US or something like that. That if you have a breakdown, uh, even if you haven't bumped into anything that you've got someone that can come and get you and bring you back into port much rather than you having to uh, drift around and depend on the kindness of others. It pays off big time, that small insurance policy, what it could cost you if you don't have it. Oh, I think if you're, if you're going to have a boat anywhere off our coastline and uh, it's a single engine. You better have it. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you know, it's like Auto Club for the Ocean. Just buy it. Um, it's a cheap date, and it can save you thousands of dollars uh, in the event that you, you know, have a problem out there. You run out of gas. Any number of things can happen. If you, Now they're offering that same type of program for Mexico, from Mexican waters, at least Ensenada this way. Um, I think that they have a program that's available for uh, the small boaters to get you back to the line here, at least the, the you know the U.S. Mexico cross on the ocean, wherever that might be, and then somebody can pick you up and and take you back into into port with the uh, Tobo U.S. So there's little things that you just kind of check before you go, and you know don't think ah it'll never happen to me. Nope, it's going to happen to you. That's it's, why you have us. If you got a boat. You better be prepared for almost anything to happen because it normally will. <laughs> well, you know, it's mechanical. It's going to have a problem. The, it, unless your hull breaks for some reason, you hit a dead head in the water or whatever, um, or you just, you know, go to sleep and run into an island, that doesn't happen very often. You can get a sneaker. I mean, that happens. You know, big waves happen uh, They'll while you're fishing too close to shoreline and it can be you know the coast or it can be off the islands i mean jack sewell can can tell you stories about where he was rolled over while eating lunch on the anchor uh, off the islands and rolled him over and killed his buddy and he ended up spending time on a rock uh, with a bunch of seals trying to eat him all night long um, it was a miserable thing but you know that can those things happen and you're you just got to make sure you're covered for as much as you can get covered. All right. Hey, just quickly, uh, uh, we just had a call from uh, Captain Ron Baker. He wants to say a few words before we go to ba- a break. Captain Ron, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Here. You know, I, I wanted to share something for all the listeners. In our, this is more of an industry deal. You know, we had our Lake Poway Youth Derby, and in 22 years, that was the best derby we ever had. Not only... We had about 600 kids, but there was a lot of fish, a lot of big fish. But we had two 11-pound trout caught on that kids' derby. And what, and what made it so special is that when Lori was, uh, when Allie Wagner was there from KUSI interviewing all the kids, the first 11-pounder came up and made TV. And people couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my God, I didn't know they caught fish like that. And then... I had people say that they saw that and they didn't know that was going on. So, you know, John, you and I and all these people I call as teachers, we entertain all these people and we take them out fishing and we do all this stuff and it's trying to build up interest to build up new listeners. And 
new followers. And the fact that that fish got on TV was probably one of the best things that I've been involved with. And for San Diego, for the people to know that that's going on and that kind of fish, that's incredible. To have two 11-pound fish caught on the one derby day, it was the morning fish weighed 1129 and it made TV, it made KUSI News. And then at 10 minutes before the weigh-in, another 11-pounder came up live to the scales in a net, and it weighed 11.81 pounds. So, oh, man. Hell of a derby. I mean, it's got to be, you know, I don't know. It's got to rank right up there as the best derby for kids. And if you didn't have a four-pound fish, you didn't even make the board. <laughs> and there was a ton of fish caught. So kudos to those guys from Nebraska. They really take care of us out here in Southern California. And they they carry, take care of Lake Poway because we were the first lake to have them bring trout to us. And this guy saves a little rootstock for us and puts them in there, some big ones, because it makes it, makes it really interesting, but it also makes the weigh-in that much easier. If you had a bunch of fishing game trout that weighed – 10 ounces, uh, you'd be weighing them up for a month, you know? So, you know, uh, I just also, want to thank everybody. It was just a wonderful event. It was camp out on Friday night was awesome. The, the park was full of campers, and the tournament was great. I want to thank uh, City of Poway for hosting that for 22 years. El Cajon Ford, you know, Paul has been with us for 20 years. He's been a sponsor of that tournament, you know? I don't know. I don't, does Paul ever say no? I don't think he does. Not when it comes to a kid. You nope. know, uh, there are a lot of things. Obviously, we know him through a lot of the stuff that he does for fishing. But when it comes to uh, kids' activities and things like that, uh, El Cajon Ford is a big supporter of uh, kids' activities. And I'm happy to go over there and buy a vehicle knowing that uh, not only are we supporting the men and women, of Elko and Ford, but how much it goes back into the community. And it it can't go back into the community unless you start off with going over there and getting a vehicle from them. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I I tell people that. I I tell Paul, everywhere I go, you go. I don't care if it's a Fred Hall show or on the boat or – so I tell people all all about his dealership because we, we as the public, need to support that guy because he's supporting us, so – it's good. There's a lot of great spin. You know, I'll tell you, somebody else that really stepped up is the Barona Band of Mission Indians. Not so much the casino. The casino's not involved in it. But a lot of the, a lot of the Barona Indians come and go to that tournament, and they just decided that they want to donate money towards it. So they've been donating money for, I don't know, 10 or 12 years now, I guess. And, uh, yeah, of course, but, friends are all those involved. And but you were, you were also saying the city of Poway, you could not do that unless there was some entity like that that wanted to get behind what you were doing. And you, I'm sure when you first went to them, you go, yeah, I want to bring 600 kids to this uh, this lake with their moms and dads. We're going to let them fish, and I want it to be free, and we're going to bring this, and that's going to be free. And those people are sitting there scratching their head and going, well, what planet did you just land from? Well, I, it was, it's a story there, and sometime next time I'm on the show, I'll tell you how that all got started. But it it was uh, it all it all started with an optimum bait, and there was a there was a council member who liked to fish bass, and 
I don't know, right place at the right time. Timing is everything. But for all the listeners and for everybody that was involved, that San Diego Rod and Rio Club, the Extreme Rahim, our magician, Mila does paint spaces, Maggie Nunya Business Tim takes all the pictures for that event. So that's just, you know, to be successful, you got to surround yourself with good people and that's why it's been successful. Well, you've done that, Captain Ron. Now, you made the announcement here on the show here a couple of weeks ago for the event that you're going to be running on the saltwater side at yeah. the Crystal Pier. Again, when is that going to be? That's going to be in July 22nd. All right. And every year, it, you know, every year it's different because we have to we have to look at the tides. We have to make sure we got plenty of water because that lake that. That pier, rather, isn't very long, and so we got to have it on a high tide. And so every every year it changes. It'll be the twenty second of July this year, and it's it's well supported by the city of PB, and it's yeah, it's all right. Well, Captain Ron, well thanks a lot for uh, coming aboard and uh, yeah. telling us how the tournament happened. It sounded like everyone had a great time. If yeah. you missed oh, it, yeah. you're going to have to look for it next year because uh, it'll yep. probably be bigger than ever, Captain Ron. All right, man. Well, thank you for the support and what you do for the industry. It's great. So that was just a good one, man. That's what they, that's what they call that. That was just as good as it could get as far as I'm concerned. Like somebody said, well, how do you judge this? Well, you don't get nothing to judge it against. All <laughs> They're right. all good. Don't get me wrong. This one just happened to be special. So. All right. Hey, all uh, thank, thank you, you, Captain Ron. Hey, good night, guys. Good night, Bye-bye. Captain. Hey, uh, to have Captain Ron now, we're uh, uh, going to have to ask the indulgence of the Chief Gamagatsu, uh, uh, Bass Boat Insurance, Angler's Arsenal, and the California Department of uh, Waterways. We're going to just pass up on their commercials, and we're going to go right to our next guest because we wanted to make sure Captain Ron had the opportunity to come aboard and say thank you the, the way he did. So we're going to go right to our next guest, and our next guest, hey, He's a guy that we've had on here a few times. Goes after big fish. Goes out. Go to crazy places. Go fishing. Uh, Jorge, no more commercials until the uh, uh, end of the show because we're going to spend a little time with Zach Zorn. Zach now is wearing a new cap. Hey, Zach, welcome to the show. How are hey. you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? All right. Thanks for taking the time to be with us because I know you like Wendy. You just uh, uh, got off the show, and I hope it turned out to be a good one for you. It was. Yeah, we just wrapped up the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show about an hour, hour and a half ago, and it was a blast. It was uh, action all three days, so can't complain. Well, you know, we've talked about you catching big tuna. We've talked about you uh, being on the uh, the high-ranking teams and the tuna events down in uh, uh uh, Cabo San Lucas, but now mm-hmm. you've got a different hat on. Tell us about that. That's correct. So I'm a broker for Custler Yachts uh, out of Shelter Island down at Konakai in San Diego. And so doing yacht brokering, um, and we're also an authorized dealer for regulator, center consoles, and Hatteras sport fishers. Oh, nice. So at the, sport, at the Pacific Coast show, I had a, a 28 regulator on display and for sale. So people were coming on all three days, taking a look at that boat, 600 horsepower, a huge head, topped out 60 miles an hour and cruises at 35 miles an hour. So it's quite a beast. 
How? Yeah, it, it sounds like it. But how is it for fishing, Zach? Uh, you you'd probably be the person that know best about that. I wish I had that boat last summer for the bluefin. You get three <laughs> three of your buddies up on the bow with their long rods and poppers, and just download hundred pound bluefin all day long. Huge fish hold. Uh, it would be a great boat for this bluefin fishing. How long was that though? How big was it? Uh, 28. Oh, so you get perfect. 28 feet of deck space, and it's 33, almost 33 feet overall. So it's a fairly large center console. Wow. Yeah, that's, but that's got a lot of working space in it. Absolutely, and a lot of horsepower to go along with that working space. Now, t- tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Kessler Yachts, because uh, we may not be familiar with them down here. What? What do they specialize in, and where are they located so uh, we can see what they have available? Yeah, absolutely. So we like to coin ourselves as the sport fishing experts. So I'd say about 80% of the boats that we sell are sport fishers, um, everything from black fins to cabos to hatterises to small pacemakers, um, even center consoles. So we're located on Shelter Island. We keep most of our listings at the Konakai docks right outside our office. So if someone wants to see a boat or several in the same day, they're all right there at the dock, um, conveniently located. And so all of us are fishermen ourselves. That's how we've all started. So if someone comes to us and is in need of a fishing boat, we know exactly what to look for or how to guide them in the process or even take them out fishing once they buy that dream boat of ours. Now, do, uh do they deal in all new vessels? Do they deal in gently used vessels? And how about trade-ins? How about if I've got something to trade in? How does that work? Yeah, so if we're selling a Hatteras or regulator from the dealer, that's going to be a brand-new boat. But we do pretty much any year uh, boat and any size. So we have listings all the way, you know, 25 feet up to 110 feet. So new, used, it doesn't matter. Um, we just look for a boat that's clean, that's been well taken care of, and that the owner truly cares about. Because, you know, we're, we want to make someone's day by selling them an awesome boat, and we want the seller to be extremely happy with our service as well. Now, when it comes up to, uh, uh, you know, purchasing the boat, Maybe you don't have all the readily cash available or you don't want to spend it all in one place at one time. How you guys mm-hmm. uh, uh, do when it comes to helping with financing? So boat financing is extremely easy if you compare it to, say, financing for a home. So t- a typical loan is 20% down of the purchase price, and you're financing the 80%. Um, typical boat loan, 15 to 20 years. And if you get a variable loan, you can get as little as 3.8%. Or if you get a fixed rate, they're still at the low fours to mid fours. So the money's fairly cheap still, and uh, which is great. So a lot of people are able to get into a a dream boat without having to pay a lump sum right up front. Now, a lot of the boats you have, uh, what are they using as power units? Are they all inboards? Are they inboard-outboards, a combination of... Of both, and what manufacturers of engines uh, do you people uh, represent? 
Man, a little bit of everything. So the regulators all come standard with Yamahas. Um, all the sport fishers, we have Detroit Diesels, Cummins, Cats, uh, NTUs, and then we also have boats with gas engines too. So say a 31 pacemaker um, has twin gas engines. And most are inboards um, or outboards. There's not many of the inboard-outboard mix, uh, but we have sold and have a couple listed that are the mix. But mostly, I'd say it's the sport fishers with the inboard diesel is the big majority. Wow. And then when it comes to uh, service on the boats, uh, prepping it and everything like that, or regular maintenance, uh, what happens uh, when uh, uh, it's time for that to happen? So we like to have, when we're selling a boat, we like the current owner to have logs of all the maintenance that they've done. So keep, if, if you're a boat owner, keep all your records in a log book. Mark down when you change your oil, when you change your impellers, and keep all the receipts for the service that you've done because that is valuable when you go to sell the boat because the prospective buyer wants to see that the boat was taken care of and nothing was neglected. And if you kept track of your paperwork, then you probably kept good care of the boat as well is the rationale. Um, and say someone's new to boating and they need service done on their boat that they just purchased from us, we help bring it over to the fuel dock. If they need an oil change, we walk them through the process. Or we advise, hey, you should be using this guy for this or this oil. So we, we help as much as a customer needs or as much as they don't need. All right. Zach Zorn from uh, Kessler Yachts. Zach, if we need to get a hold of you or find out more about Kessler Yachts, how's the best way to do it? Yeah, give me a call at 760-815-8866, or you can uh, visit our website, KesslerYachts.com. We have uh, probably 50 listings as we speak, so there might be your dream boat waiting online right now. All right. Zach Zorn, thanks a lot for being with us and explaining more about Kessler Yachts. We'll be talking to you, Thank you. again in the future. Thank you. Hey, guys, that's it for tonight, but next week we're going to have Bart Hall on, and we're going to be talking a lot about what's happening at the Fred Hall Show because I know it's a big time for all of us here. So, everyone, make sure to tune in. Stan and Wendy, thanks a lot for tonight. That was easy. (laughs) Talk to you guys soon. All right. Hey, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank uh, Jorge and the AM540 Studios. Ben our local engineer here down to San Diego, always in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, but we want to thank you, the listeners, for listening to us. I know the weather's been a little bad. I don't know. It's protected not to be real good this week, but as soon as you get the opportunity, go out there and get them. They're getting away. We'll see you on the water. We're out for now. Good night, everybody. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. How real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't.